Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Everybody and welcome to Live Wren's Rant. So I'm really glad you're here, and I hope you're sharing. And I hope you tell people to pay attention. We've got a very, very important topic. Important enough for me to stop and drop things and to actually go live and do this. Uh, which, as you all know, I don't do all that often. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of things that are necessary to talk about live, but we have one here. And let me lay the background before I bring in a couple brilliant, brilliant, wonderful people. Uh, the Michigan Republican Party is in, pro- it's in flux right now. And what's happened is, is there's been a war in the state of Michigan. Uh, the rhinos, you know, they've controlled the, the Michigan Republican Party for a long time. They undermined a lot of very good candidates. They did a lot of very bad things because they were controlled by a couple globalist billionaire groups out of Michigan that had enough power and enough authority to really undermine the will of the people. And this was a disaster, folks. This was an absolute disaster. And the result has been a lot of good people losing elections they shouldn't have lost. Much like I see coming from the, the uh, U.S. Republican Party, the National Party, yeah, this was a, a disaster for conservatives and for patriots. But out of that struggle has come new, new life. And so we've got a couple people. And... Uh, the leader of the party, the new leader, is a, a wonderful woman who I've just met recently. Her name is uh, Christina Caramo. And uh, Christina is, she was running for Secretary of State. She got to see what was going on and uh, was was right there to see the election fraud that's occurred firsthand. We also have uh, Benjamin Wetmore, who's a wonderful attorney out of Michigan. And uh, these, two are, these two are heroes. These are, these are people that are actually willing to stand and fight. So what I want to do is I want to bring them on. Uh, here is Christina. Uh, hi, Christina. And uh, here we've got Benjamin. And what I want to start with is I want to make sure you guys understand this. My intent, I'm fighting, I'm fighting the COVID, I'm fighting the lush, I fight anything you can fight uh, that's corruption related. And I'm looking around the country and I, I got more projects, more things than I can do. There's not a whole lot of time I drop things to do lives with people and things like this. But when I saw the Gateway Pundit article today, and I had already heard Christina's, some of Christina's war stories, uh, and the Gateway Pundit article is about election fraud. Uh, it's titled, Now We Have Proof, TGP Exclusive, Massive 2020 Voter Fraud Uncovered in Michigan. And uh, it's actually a very long title. I'm not going to read it all. But uh, the article was spectacular. Now, mind you all, uh, they're indicting Donald Trump right now because he didn't believe that the election was honest, essentially. I mean, I'm, I'm oversimplifying a wee bit, but you have this ridiculous indictment, which I have frequently said publicly is prosecutorial misconduct, uh, bordering on criminal. And uh, Benjamin, you don't have to take uh, that, quite, that aggressive of a stance here. But, but, you know, this is absurd. Meanwhile... We keep finding out more and more about the truth of what's occurred. And that's what I want to talk about because, Christina, you and Ben, you guys have a firsthand knowledge of the kind of corruption. And without further ado, I'm going to let them talk. But last thing, think about this, folks. Christina, the head of the Republican Party for the state of Michigan, the whole state, 
has told me that she actually wants to stand and fight election fraud. Think about that. We have a Republican that's willing to fight. I want to celebrate here. Can we, I mean, I'm like, going to throw a party. So, Benjamin, tell, you were involved with this story. Can you tell me about it? Sure, sure. It's, um, you know, unfortunately, we keep having stories like this where we keep seeing over and over uh, evidence of systemic voter fraud and, and details that should have been investigated and that the people should have been able to trust that that their state party at the time would have investigated, that their elected officials would have investigated, that their local police, their state police, their federal authorities. And now we know in Muskegon, you know, the this this Democrat uh, uh, group turned in eight to 10,000 registrations in one day and didn't one think day. twice about that. And it was investigated. And the local police did a real investigation. You can see in the police report that they did... They, they, they took it seriously, and then they gave it to the state police, you know, Dana Nessel's office, and then the feds got involved, and nothing happened. It just all went down the memory hole. It just all got lost. And so, you know, we know about this because of some very hardworking and diligent election integrity, integrity folks, people who work very closely with Christina and people who have been working for years to prove what happened in 2020, what they know in their hearts happened. And they, you know, there were a thousand witness affidavits that had just gone ignored uh, testimonies of people who saw things that they, you know, even if they didn't understand uh, quite what, what exactly was going on, they knew it was wrong. And, um, you know, we're still, we're still finding out more and, and really what's it going to take? Um, you know, thank goodness we have people like, uh, uh, Chair Karamo, who take it seriously. And I know, you know, even though we can't hear her right now, I know uh, she will investigate it and she will um, take it seriously because, you know, in the years past, you know, Republicans just ignored this issue. They just kind of gave up on it, which is, which is unfortunate because that made 2020 all the much, all that much harder because now we had to convince people that it was even possible. Yeah. And let me see, Christina, you, have you been able to find sound yet? Let's, uh, nope. yeah, see if we, okay, so I think Christina's going to log out and back in. Um, oh, good. Yeah, uh, hopefully we get her, because I really want to hear from her. I'm very yeah. excited to find you guys actually are willing to fight this. I mean, this is huge. But, you know, from my perspective, I keep watching the mainstream, right? And uh, there was a real big clip that uh, Trump just shared with, uh, and I'm sorry, her name is escaping me. Uh, but she's talking about the election fraud and, and uh, you know, that, that they, they've known it for a few years and those types of things. Here's the thing, though. When we talk, and you get this, I mean, you're an attorney, right? When we, when we talk to people about this, what we see is we see a, a failure to, to shift the burden on our part, right? So we, we come at you with good faith and say to you, hey, uh, you know, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, no way this was fair. We've got a lot of proof, a lot of evidence suggesting that this was unfair, unjust, an improper election, right? And then these guys come back at us and they say that's ridiculous, but they never actually offer anything. They won't let us investigate it. Right. You know, and typically when we make a good faith accusation as an attorney, it's the other side's duty to rebut it on some level. But right. we don't even, they don't do that. They just say it's ridiculous. It's conspiracy theory. And then they move on. So there's been no investigation. What's really puzzled me is why the Republicans 
seem to capitulate and refuse to dig into this. Why won't the Republican? What, I mean, you're losing. Why in the hell would you lose and not look into whether or not there is cheating? Uh, Christina, do we got voice yet with you? Yes. Can you hear me now? Oh, there oh, we go. Oh, without <laughs> yes. further ado, Christina Caramo. Yeah, thank you, Tom, so much for having me on. But to your point, that was the struggle we had in 2020 when we witnessed what happened at the TCF Center. We had both chambers, the House and the Senate, and we begged and begged and begged, and they just refused to conduct the investigation. So this is the challenge of why many people have checked out the Republican Party, because when Democrats engage in corruption, they find virtue in suppressing Republicans from fighting back. And so, I mean, it's a national security threat. It's, it's just really that, that simple. If we don't have secure elections, we don't have control over our government. So I really encourage everyone listening to get involved. Get involved. Understand how your election system works. Because one of the challenges has been is that our election system has been overly complicated that way the average person have absolutely no idea what's going on. All they know is to show up, show their ID, get a ballot, vote, and that's the end of the story. They shove it into a machine, and the rest they don't know the rest of the story. So we're encouraging people, hey, get involved. Be an election inspector. Be a poll challenger. You know when your polls close, do you know you can get the tape? Did you know that you can actually FOIA the qualified voter file? which is the voter registration database in your neighborhood. Did you know you can look, once you get that voter registration database for your community, that you can begin to look around and say, hey, they are showing someone registered at the 10th floor, and this apartment complex only has four stories. You know, something is seriously wrong. And, and that's when you look at the Gateway Pundit story, those eight to 10,000 registrations that were turned in, um, and many of them contain addresses that did not exist and were written in the same handwriting. And this is the number one source of fraud. I mean, there are so many sources of fraud, but one of the main sources of fraud is corruption in the voter registration database. Because if you corrupt, the, you know, let me take a couple step back. When you saw, most people saw 2,000 mules. And when you saw all the ballot stuff, and it's like, you think to yourself, how do those people even know whose names to vote in? Well, if you have all these fraudulent registrations, you know which names to vote in. And let me throw another fun fact out there for folks. In the state of Michigan, there's something called MVIC, which is our Michigan Voter Information System. And what's going on is that did you know you can request someone else's absentee ballot and have it rerouted to your house? Now, you're going to say, how can I do that? Well, online, I could just put in information, have an absentee ballot rerouted to my address as long as I have the name and the, and the last four digits of the social security number associated with that registration, I can have those absentee ballots rerouted to my house. Now, when you go back and you look at 2,000 mules, you say to yourself, how did they get those stacks and stacks of ballots? Well, if you have these voter registration, I mean, these absentee ballots being rerouted to phony addresses, phony registrations, you can see how they can all be dumped at one location. So there's just so many different elements involved in the corruption of our election system that this story in Muskegon is a smoking gun. And they keep saying, where's the evidence? Where here we have it. And what is going to be done about it? And Dana Nessel, of course, is going to be do, do nothing. It was punted to the FBI. Oh, no, she's going to do something. She's going to yeah. try and convict the alternate electors of some sort of fraud uh, that she's likely the one that's committed. Uh, that's It's ridiculous. By the way, folks, this is the chair of the Republican Party of Michigan. I mean, where have you been all our lives? <laughs> but but yeah. go on, Christina. This is This yeah. is wonderful. 
Yeah, it's it's, it's important for people to understand how our election system works. And and this is why it's important to get involved. And one of the things we're doing at the state party is really working to inform citizens independently. That way, in four or five years, we get a corrupt chair. It's not that it won't matter, but we will be armed as individuals with information. We have to have a decentralization of power. And in our election system, we could go on and on and on in the corruption in our election system, how the Secretary of State is demanding that clerks delete certain election information shortly after the election. I mean, it goes on and on, or the relationship with Eric. I mean, our election system, as I mentioned, has been overly complicated, so the average person has absolutely no idea what's going on. And as and a matter of fact, many I want to interrupt you because it's so important what you just said. This, folks, is the foundation of everything that we need to do- deal with on the election stuff. You don't hide things unless there's something to hide. Benjamin, you ever been in court and found someone who was hiding evidence that didn't have a reason to hide it? Me neither. Yeah. Right. Me neither. Right. Why would they ask for the for the tapes to be deleted? Why are they asking to get rid of the evidence? Why is this not transparent? If these elections are fair and honest, I want to know why they're deleting and covering up the evidence. And, you know, if they want to claim that there was no fraud in 2020... Why in God's name wouldn't they let us examine the machines to show how how phony we are? Let, yeah, show us the machines. Show us everything. Show us how insane we are because you eliminate all of those terrible conspiracy theories. And uh, you can get rid of See, I'm really easy to discredit because I just tell people how you do it. Um, I'm alleging that there's election fraud. I'm supporting Benjamin and Christina. They say there was election fraud. They have evidence of election fraud. If you want to tell me I'm a conspiracy theorist, I have an idea. How about you show us the machines, you show us the software, you show us the data, you show us the list, you show us everything and prove that I'm a conspiracy theorist. And if you won't show us, I'm calling you a fraud. How about that? That's my approach to it. So I want to, I just want to, I want to really emphasize uh, what you said there because the Secretary of State of Michigan, the one that stole the election, uh, and, and I mean, allegedly stole the election, uh, is now asking and requesting that they delete, they delete any mechanism that we would have to challenge whether or not they commit fraud. Why would he do that, or she? Well, and here's the thing: is it's the what is going on is the electronic poll book. So there's certain information within the electronic poll book that the Secretary of State has signed a contract with themselves, demanding that the local clerk delete this certain information within the electronic poll book. And that information is necessary for the local clerk to have an original record of the voter the the votes cast and the uh, the information of who voted and you know what were the outcomes of the elections at the local level. And one of the things that has been going on in the state of Michigan is there's this movement called Locust Standi, where citizens have been going into the local clerk's office at foying their voting history. And they have found that the local clerk has information contradicting their voting history. In fact, it happened to me. So back in 2021, a news article came out alleging that I didn't vote in the 2020 election. I went down to my local clerk's office. I foyed my, my application to vote, proving 
proving that I voted in 2020. Now, the Secretary of State had that I did not vote in 2020. But when I went down and FOIA'd my application to vote, it showed that I did vote. So there's a lot of uh, corruption happening that we're still trying to figure out. Because here's one of the challenges, Tom, is that you have a citizens-led criminal investigation. So if our legislator would actually do this stuff, it would be we'd be in a better position to actually get to the bottom of what's going on. But when you have a citizens-led criminal investigation and we're relying on FOIA and a corrupt government, well, folks need to remind, keep in mind that a lot of the information that they turn over to us is corrupted. So it kind of scrambles our ability to fully understand what's happening. For example, I know someone who FOIA'd um, in the state of Michigan when, like as I mentioned earlier, the MVIC system where you can reroute an absentee ballot to any address that you would like. So they FOIA'd all of the ballots in 2022 that were requested to go to an alternate address. And it came back really strange because many of the requests, it was like one person requesting an absentee ballot like five or six times. So it just didn't add up. So the question is, is there a quote-unquote glitch or was that a fraudulent ballot? Who knows? So, again, this is why we need more citizens to lawfully engage in fixing systemic election corruption. Otherwise, we the people don't have control over our government. Well, but, you know, the thing about this is, is it's hard for the people to lawfully engage when the, the mechanism that's there, that's the most effective mechanism for dealing with this, is if the party was assisting them. If the Republican Party was assisting but when you have a uniparty, it, you know, there's there's no one to help. And so the citizens have been without any ability to access any resources. No one's been able to show them. And, you know, it's been left to individuals. Yeah, I mean, God bless Mike Lindell and all the other people who've been fighting this, but they're fighting all over the country. They're funding it out of their pockets and they're doing it for no reason other than it's right. Meanwhile, the Republican Party in so many states has done nothing other than obfuscate and get in the way of it. And, uh, you know, thankfully, though, you're you're making that change, which is what I think is so remarkable here and why I wanted to do this. Uh, now, I want to Benjamin, I want to give you an opportunity. So you're, you're doing work in election integrity. You're doing your homework on this as an attorney. Now, I think that one of the most profound and critical issues out there and something that I would love to see the Republicans address. Now, let's be realistic. Uh, Christina, you're going to have some rhino hunting to do for a while, and I understand that. So I understand that it's going to take a minute before, you know, the, just because you're a Republican doesn't mean you're going to listen to Christina. And a lot of the Republicans are probably bought and paid for by the same rhinos that were running the party. So it's going to be a process for you to regain control. But Benjamin, uh, I mean, l listen, uh, when I look at an election case, the first thing I have to look at is who's going to cover the sanctions that I'm going to get when the courts decide that they want to sanction me because they don't want to hear these cases. Um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about the litigation landscape for a lawyer trying to do this. Well, the best example is, you know, the federal court down in Detroit uh, sanctioned, I think it was six or eight of the Trump attorneys who, who filed suits. I mean, they, they, did not miss a beat in in making sure that uh, your Sixth Amendment rights to even get into court are are under assault. And I think it's uh, with the Trump electors case, uh, uh, the the persecution that's going on right now. Um, I spoke with many attorneys, good attorneys, who did not want to help these people because they said, you know, if I make good arguments in court, what's going to happen to me, right? So it's it's a scary time. I mean, I, I 
if you're waiting on the sidelines to get involved, I mean, I don't know how much worse it has to get for you to to stand up and help with election integrity, get involved in your 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 party, even at your county party level, even at the school board level. Um, you know, the bad guys are winning and good guys have to stand up because um, we're, we're finding election irregularities everywhere. And, and as I said before, I mean, um, you know, there are many good people around the state who work tirelessly on this issue and they they have facts and stories coming out of their ears. Um, I wrote a story at the Pundit a, a few, I don't know, a month or two ago, Ann Hill, really wonderful woman. And um, in East Lansing, which is basically part of Lansing, but it's where Michigan State is, and it's this is three miles from the state capital, um, there is a park called Cherry Lane Park. And 20 years ago, it used to have an apartment complex on it called Cherry Lane Apartments. Well, how many people do you think are still registered to vote at Cherry Lane Apartments, which hasn't existed in 20 years? So they tore the building down, but they got the voter registration still there. That's and, and they're still casting ballots from these addresses, Addr- impossible addresses, right? Yeah. And this is three miles from the state capitol. And so where are the elected Republicans in the past? I mean, they they sat this out. And you, you asked earlier, you know, why, why would rhinos not fight this, even knowing that it, it hurts them? And, um, you know, they, they, don't, they don't mind losing. You know, they still... They still get what they want, even when they lose. Yep. And so it's only leaders, I think, like uh, Chair Karamo, who, um, you know, they ran on being a conservative. They they ran on being a leader. And they actually believe those things. And we have a lot of elected officials on the right and the left in Michigan who they don't believe what they, they run on and they don't believe these things. And so there are a lot of rhinos out there who will talk about election integrity I know one elected official who was a witness at the TCF center. I mean, she, she was there on election night and witnessed voter fraud. And within a week, she would, she wouldn't even publicly say anymore that she saw it. And so I don't, you know, was she bought off? I I don't think so. She, she's, she's a nice woman. Um, And she knew better, but she was scared and she was scared to go against the media, against the judges, against the, uh, her colleagues. And, um, you know, there's honestly, there's so many examples of voter fraud in Michigan. I mean, we could, we could bore you all, you know, I think Christine and I could probably just bore you all night with it. Um, they got well, the subpoena returns from Detroit and they never looked at them. The, the Michigan legislature has them and, and, you know, they, they got this huge trove of information and then they locked it up and never let anybody look at it. So for Michigan, if you live in Michigan, hashtag Michigan, if you're sharing this in Michigan, um, here's what you want to know, and this is crucial. You have a leader of the Michigan uh, Republican Party, and you've got a lawyer working with the Michigan Republican Party, both of whom actually have the courage to speak, to stand, to look at this, to do something about it. You have a bunch of rhinos and Democrats in Michigan who are absolutely unwilling to touch this with a 10-foot pole. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. 
Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. Well, the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is a huge, huge deal and something that I, I really want to stress to people. In a lot of states, what we see is I'll find like one or two Republican reps or senators that are willing to fight, but they've got no backing and the party is going to cut funding to them next election cycle if they speak about this. In Michigan, 
we have a situation where the actual party apparatus is being retaken by we the people. This is local action have national impact because the local people were able to retake the party apparatus. And I want us I want to the focus here is election integrity, but I would be absolutely remiss to not talk about one critical thing. And I want to hear Ben and Chris, Christina, I want both of your reactions to this. So you've got a long-standing rhino party with a handful of billionaire families running the show for decades. All of a sudden they lose power. All of a sudden we got someone and make no mistake, we just heard the GOP chair for a state party say, yep, we had a lot of fraud in 2020. Oh no, we lost the sound again. I've heard Christina speak many times and, and I can, I can say for her, if, even though her sound doesn't work. Yeah. That yeah. She, she's been talking about voter fraud even before 2020. Yeah. Well, she also talked to me about it. Um, I don't know, Christina, if you want to try and jump out and jump back in, I'll bring you right back in if you need to. Um, but uh, so we've got some some big names, some credible people who recognize what's going on, who are, who've, who've spoken out about this. And uh, here's the thing. First of all, I would love to hear what Mitch McConnell has to say. I would love to hear uh, what what some of the national Republican leaders have to say, because we have a state Republican Party here that's actually you know had the courage to say, yeah, there was voter fraud. Now all the rest of these guys are hiding behind their their uh, their podiums and afraid to speak about it. You guys actually did, um, but let's not overlook what this means. If I may, Tom, Please. Um, yes, um, well, to that point, I was there at the TCF Center for 37 hours with a lot of people, and I took a two-hour nap. That was We had a little restroom, and I witnessed firsthand, I mean, illegal ballots, the ballots showing up in the middle of the night. And what was so insane of this whole story, if I could just Just really a few quickly, or a lot of them? Oh, my gosh. So, well, I saw two illegal ballots cast. Uh, but the thing about it is those thousands of ballots that showed up in the middle of the night where the gateway pundit had the video. I yeah. saw the roll-up door come up, and myself and several other people saw those ballots come in. But what was yeah. the kicker part in it all is that Charlie LaDuff, who is a local Detroit journalist, put out a story trying to mock us, saying there were no ballots that showed up in the middle of the night. He wrote an article showing a, 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 video, a picture of some little camera equipment cart and then later on the video comes out of all the ballots coming in and i saw charlie LaDuff at a at a parade and i didn't even bring those ballots up and when i we were i was telling him about all these other examples of fraud or the qvf and yada 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 list goes on and then he brought up the tcf center and i said charlie i mean he brought up the ballots being brought in and i said charlie but it was on camera he turned around and threatened me in front of a crowd of people. So, I mean, the thing about it is, is that these people have their minions in the media. They have oh, yeah. their minions in both parties. And they have suppressed any effort of the citizenry to question our election system. Well, so, and this is why you're so important. Because you you and Ben and you guys retaking this party is critical. And this is where I want to go with it, though. That suppression is exactly what I want to bring up. Because I want to be real clear, and this is me offering, by the way, so to be absolutely clear, I don't get paid for any of this, right? 
I mean, I'm not doing this because I'm on the Michigan GOP payroll. I'm not on anybody's campaign for anything. Um, you know, I'm doing this because it's the right thing to do for my God, for family and for country. And so my independent opinion on this as a guy who's been fighting for freedom for three and a half years nonstop is I think we got to be careful because here's the deal. You know, those guys that you took power from, those rhinos, those crooks that have been running that uniparty in Michigan and these rhinos and scumbags that I got a few names that I'll, I'll be polite and not mention in a few different states and a few different places, Republican leadership from different places. These guys are going to try and sow dis all sorts of problems for you. They're going to make up rumors. They're going to tell lies. They're going to do all sorts of things to try and discredit what you're doing because you're going to be, this is going to be a real opportunity. So, you know, I want to urge the people of Michigan, if you're a conservative in Michigan, I want you to, I want to urge you, don't ever fall into the rumor mill. Until such time as uh, you guys have actually completely retaken your your state, avoid listening to rumors. You guys need to go. And, uh, you know, I actually, and Christine, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. But, you know, I, I saw I had dinner uh, or late night with uh, Christine and one of her advisors the other day, uh, another brilliant guy who I'm sure we'll see on one of these. But uh, we, what, I said, you've got to lead with integrity and transparency. And I hope that that'll happen. And I know Christine is going to, but I hope that'll happen. You guys will give her the opportunity. I want to urge the Republicans, the GOP members in Michigan, give her the opportunity to explain any issue she has, because you're going to hear rumors. They're going to try and set her up. They're going to try and undermine her. This is the first state GOP leader that I know of that's had the courage to actually stand so we got to make sure that we're gonna that we're gonna take every take every opportunity there, and back her, back Ben, back what these guys are doing and fighting, and uh, don't fall victim. You know, be give her the opportunity to be transparent. If you hear a rumor, ask her, ask her to ask her to prove it. Ask her for the paperwork. Ask her to demonstrate it. Not every rumor on the planet. Nobody has time for that. But uh, you know, if you've got something legit. Bring it up and, and deal with it man to man, like you know, like human beings used to do. Uh, and Tom, can I add to that real quick? You, you have a great point about not engaging all the negative, you know, stupid rumors that come up and that are, are used to undermine, you know, really good leaders on our side. Um, but the the rhinos are very careful in how they portray themselves too, and they know yep. that the base wants a leader like you know Chair Karamo. And so they're very careful to they will talk about election integrity. Oh yeah. And they will they they will even put their names to to bills that really don't do anything for election oh. integrity. Um so they're very careful. But if you corner that person, you know, I, I would hope that our people would have a lot of discernment about how to really separate the wheat from the chaff. Yep. Asking an elected official, do you think there was systemic voter fraud at the TCF center? Now, do you think that the, the election was stolen? Yes or no? And don't let them hedge. Don't let them equivocate no. and really put them on point and say what really happened. You know, there's you said something else earlier, which was, I think, really, really important. And I know Chair Caramo, you know, uh, echoed the same thing. And, and that's a lot of people, I think, get dismissed by not trusting their gut by how complex our election systems are. Oh, and yeah. They have a clerk that will tell them, oh, well, you don't understand X, Y, Z. And of course, that was normal. And, and people know in their gut, like something wasn't right about what I witnessed in, you know, in the voting booth. Um, you know, 
I, I heard from so many witnesses after 2020 and they didn't, they didn't know the law, you know, they didn't know the process, but they were there and they saw something fishy and they said, I, something wasn't right. You know, something's not good about what, what went down. And, and so people need to, to not worry about understanding everything about the election systems. They need to be there. They need to be poll challengers. They need to be engaged in the process. You know, the systemic fraud is happening in Democrat areas. Um, we can ensure clean or at least somewhat clean elections in uh, in more conservative areas. Um, but we have to have the people, the, the manpower to do it. And so, yep. you know, Chair Caramo is the first chair in a long time to, uh, and ever, perhaps, to, to make this a priority. And um, I know they need every single person who can help out because uh, the problem is enormous. Well, if I could also add too, please. in Michigan, in Michigan, one of the challenge, and I, I'm not going to say just Michigan, but in general, the way our election system has been set up is that many of the local clerks do not know the intricacies from the back end of the election system. They're just told, it's, it's, think of it as like a process manual. So they're essentially given a process manual. It's like, okay, you follow this process, but the process is set up to facilitate corruption, and the local clerk has no idea. I've talked to local clerks who have attempted to clean off dead people from the voter rolls only for these individuals to reappear later so oftentimes the local clerks fight back in the way they know how but then the secretary of state has designed this corrupt system so it's almost like if i put a hook in somebody's nose and lead them around a corrupt system and they don't even see what's happening so it's so nefarious and what we have what we have seen is that even in red counties because what's going on is not that the clerk in the red counties necessarily are facilitating the corruption but the secretary of state is corrupting the voter registration database at the state level that the local clerk has no no idea what's going on and it's just we could go on and on and on and on and on that's why citizen participation is one of the number one uh, tools that we have to push back against this corrupt system well and i think one of the things that that you uh you mentioned uh, that i think was really critical here was the discussion that, you know, we can kind of clean up and conservative, but we have these Democrat areas. And I want to hit that direct. And you know what? I'm going to be real blunt here. So one of my best friends in Michigan is Pastor Bernadette Smith. I love this woman. She is a wonderful woman. Her family's mm -hmm. spectacular. Um, and she's been doing, and I've been trying to help as much as possible. We've been doing as much unity work as possible. And one of the things that is shocking to me is how often we see color divides, race divides, gender divides, all these different things that they break us down on, right? They, they, and, and I say they because I think this is intentional. I think that the, the push to break people down by race and by this and by that, I think that's intentional to keep us divided. But Pastor Bernadette is working for unity. She's trying to bring people together. And God bless her for that, and I'm all in for that. But I would ask you this, you know, we look at, at heavily Democrat, largely African-American, and uh, minority-based Flint, Michigan, where the Dateway Pundit showed an immense amount of voter fraud. Now, I would ask my brother and sister Americans of any color living in Flint, Michigan, how's it working for you? You've been under Democrat rule for quite some time. Are they making your city better? Are they making your life better? Are the promises that they're making doing anything positive for you? Or are you drinking poison still? And, you know, the thing is, is we need to unify under the fact that uh, – we, there are certain principles of government that shouldn't be Democrat or Republican. They're just right. 
right? Promoting freedom, promoting opportunity, giving people the, the ability to move from the bottom to the middle to the top. These are things that, yeah, I mean, we can, we can debate and we used to debate between Democrat and Republicans how to do that. But now that's not even something they're looking at. We, we've, got par- we've got, you know, parties that are actively engaging in policies that we know don't work because they haven't worked for 40, 50, 60 years. And yet they're continuing to push these things that result in cycles of poverty, cycles of failure, cycles of broken families. And they're targeting these historically Democrat communities that, that for some reason keep voting that way. And I think one of the things that we've got to do better is we've got to take guys that look like me and think like me and work with people that look different than I do and cross that bridge and say, hey, I'm looking at my life and it's pretty good. And I'm looking at yours and it's not as good. How can I help elevate you? But I need you to let me help you. I need you to let me work with you. I think we need to raise all people up regardless. Uh, you know, but we've got to cross that divide and we really got to reach our Democrat brothers and sisters who've been abused for so long. And, you know, the people who uh, have lived in these poor, poor neighborhoods for, you know, that have been cycles of poverty for decades and help use the same policies that have raised the rest of the country up. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. It comes from a strong, strong outreach, getting that message out. And also, you. It, this is kind of what we talked about earlier about election fraud, because in many of these communities, the election system is so corrupt and blatantly corrupt that the citizens have just given up. Yep. They, they feel like, what's the point? Uh, there's a video we shared online from, I believe it was 20, the 2013 or 2017, from a Detroit's mayor race where the, a group of citizens were at, when it was still called Cobo Hall, the TCF Center, and a group of citizens were uh, getting the number of ballots and ballot stubs because those numbers should match. And then the Detroit election officials kicked them out. Now, this was during a mayor's race. So all the the things that have happened, many citizens have given up and they feel like we have no power. We have no voice. There's nothing we could do. The election system is rigged. They're going to install who they're going to install. So the citizens just throw their hands up. And when people don't feel invested, when they don't feel like they have any say in how the direction of their community is going, people are just going to give up and not even take the time to try to clean it up because they feel like it's going to go downhill and there's nothing they can do. And so it's really time that we take an empowerment message into these spaces because, frankly, for when I ran for Secretary of State, the Republican Party was telling me it was a waste of time to campaign in all these Detroit and Flint and I'm wasting my time. They'll never vote Republican. Well, yeah, if you show up in August and the election is three months away, no, I, I wouldn't vote for you either because you haven't been in my community for the last year. So so one of the things we're doing is trying to get involved in, in these communities at a base level and showing how philosophically the conservative principles and way of life actually benefits a community from a fundamental and structural level. Then people will hear you out and actually vote for you. But you can't show up, you know, uh, in, in September and suddenly think every, these people are going to vote for you just because you spout off a few talking points. I mean, that's, that's right. It, it's insulting. Oh, it is. Well, so I did some, uh, I did uh, some, a lot of charity work as a young man, and I'll never forget one of the most important lessons I learned. Uh, I showed up in a, a, a large city with some, with, and we were doing some work in a, in a very inner city, tough neighborhood. I'm not going to mention the city. And I said, well, I, you know, I'm eager to talk to the people and see what we can do to help them. You know, and I'm thinking I'm a young guy thinking we're going to save the world. 
And one of the people who'd been working there said, well, they ain't going to want to talk to you. I said, what do you mean they ain't going to want to talk to me? They said, well, every time a big white guy shows up, he wants a photo op and then leaves. They don't actually care about the people. And they said, they called me a big white guy. They actually said that. And uh, it broke my heart. It broke my heart on a lot of levels because how have we gotten so divided? How did we get there? Then I found some of my friends who've told me the same thing in Philadelphia that you just told me about Detroit and Flint. And we got to, you know, I tell you what, so help me God, if I have my way, I want to empower some of these communities. I want them to find their voice. I want them to understand they've got a voice. We got to help them to understand that. We got to help the people that look different, that feel different, that act different, to understand their power, their strength, and bring them back in. And the reason this is so important, and the reason I bring it up in context of voter integrity is this. Where's the fraud occurring? They use these neighborhoods where nobody's going to look and nobody's going to speak up as the base to do this. That's where they hire the people who do the work because nobody feels empowered to speak up and say no. Uh, we saw that in a couple different communities. I think that's a pretty dangerous thing to talk about politically. But uh, is that, am I off? No, I agree with your sentiment because, if, for one, if you have a community of people who already feel demoralized, then these individuals are going to be more prone because they feel like, well, to, to agree to participate in this stuff because they feel like, well, what's the point? But then also, as you mentioned, if people speak up, they, they, they cause you a bigot. Like, think about it like us. We filed a lawsuit against the city of Detroit. Um, we, 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 the, we had so much so many points and evidence the judge wouldn't hear any of our evidence wouldn't hear it from any of our witnesses and called us racist i mean they called you a racist oh, of course me and the, one <laughs> of the other plaintiffs one of the other plaintiffs was back black the 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 the, the, the co-attorney on the case was a black woman and it didn't matter to any of these individuals you know, and, and so it's so unfortunate that if, if I believe if you find a little a lot of a desperate communities who are where the people are struggling, I bet you you find systemic election corruption. That's just my hypothesis. Well, this is why we've got to empower everybody and raise the people who are struggling so that they don't feel the need to fall victim to that. Uh, and, you know, if we work with everybody and give them and find ways to help provide opportunities for everybody, you know, that's something that can be done. But, you know, at the end of the day. Here's the thing. We got some something some to celebrate here. We got a Republican Party, a state Republican Party that's talking about tough issues, willing to stand, willing to do this and uh, willing to fight for it. So, uh, you know, I hope that people are going to share and support what you're doing, Christine and Ben. Yeah. What can what can we do? What can we the people do to help you uh, to help help you, uh, you know, Fight this fight to get rid of the corruption in Michigan to fight all this. And by the way, um, I've talked to Christina. Uh, she gets what's going on. Christina gets what's going on with the globalist takeover of America. She gets what's going on with the corruption. Uh, Christina actually really gets what's going on and actually doesn't mind talking about it or fighting it. So with that being said, whether it's election, whether it's you know, CBDCs, whether it's whatever, what can we do to, to help you? And how can we help you, you retake and, and power through at the Michigan GOP? Well, what people can do is go to our website and sign up. 
please, M-I-G-O-P dot O-R-G. Sign up so you can get communication from us and make sure you're connected with your county parties. That's huge because it's going to take mobilization. Of course, it's obvious any political, any state chair is going to say people can give a contribution. That's that that's just part of the process. It costs a lot to run a state party, but we need volunteers. We need people to get active. We need people to be connected to the party so they can know what's going on when we send regular communication and that they actually are connected with their county parties as well and with the state party so they can be involved in the programs and get the information and take that and deploy the strategies within their local community. Because as as you mentioned and, and I've said before, Michigan is ground zero for the globalist takedown of the United States of America. You've got the World Economic Forum in Troy and in Detroit. You've got Go- the Goshen Battery Factory in Macosta County. You have the United Nations openly implementing UN Agenda 2030 in Oakland County. I mean, this is scary stuff. The World Economic Forum got six million of our tax dollars, three million from the state of Michigan, three million from Oakland County. If you have any question of what Klaus Schwab and crew think, just go to the World Economic Forum website. Harari's book. Uh, um, I, I, I'm drawing a blank right now, but. Yeah, the the great reset book, but it's it's also other writings and where he's talking about hacking people's brains. I mean, this oh, stuff yeah. is is scary, and APM these are people. Yeah, these are people who want centralized power in themselves. And if they have their way, if you have a global monsters like the World Health Organization, all these other groups. I can go to my city clerk's office. I can go to this the to the city hall and complain. You're gonna fry, fly over to Brussels and complain. It's not happening. So that's the the danger in this all. And Michigan is being pushed as a climate haven for America. So when you put all those things together and you look at back to the subject of systemic election corruption, the last cycle, I mean, from all over America, they were dumping millions and millions of dollars, the globalists, into Jocelyn Benson's coffers in the secretary of state's race because they had to preserve systemic election corruption in Michigan. Because if you have a fair election in Michigan, it could potentially ruin their plans. And yep. these people have invested billions of dollars into this operation. They're not going to let a few measly people like uh, us disrupt everything. They're going to definitely put up a fight. That's what so they we think. definitely, yeah, that, and so that's why we need as many people as humanly possible involved, connect with the party, MIGOP.org, and you can get all of our communication so you can stay informed and stay engaged and join our ranks to fight back and save our kids' future. Think if we uh, if we fight hard enough that uh, Trump or who I mean I'm I'm thinking it's Trump I mean he's up by nine million points think he's gonna have a shot at a fair election in Michigan can we earn it can we get it back well if enough people get engaged we can but that but that and, and this is my thing. Every uh, so many people want other people to step up and fight for the freedoms that they enjoy that they won't fight for for themselves. I have no patience for that. Don't nope. you dare expect the rest of us to lay it all on the line because all three of us have been through a lot and taken a lot of personal sacrifice standing up for truth and justice. I know all nope. three of us have. And so people can't sit back, expect all of us to lay it on the line, sacrifice our own personal safety and a litany of other things while other people want to sit on the couch, put their feet up and drink their beer and eat their tacos. You know, you can't just enjoy the fruit of our labor. Everybody needs to to put up or be quiet. If you're not willing to lay it on the line and fight back, then quit complaining. 
you, you can't rest on the laurels of other people. So it's critical that everybody do their part. And for, each person is different. Some people can volunteer 10 hours a week. Some people may can make phone calls once a month. But do your part. It's not about how much you do. It's about are you doing something. All of us can do something in our own way. Even if you have an email list where you're emailing 100 or 200 of your friends news and information, that is something. If all of us do our part, even if it's on a small level, you've done something for your kid's future. And guess what? We're going to stand before God and give an account for our life. And leaving our children a freedom, an inheritance of freedom is part of the thing that we're required to do that God, God requires of us. I, uh, I'm I'm honored to uh, to talk with someone who will stand like that, and uh, you know I've I'm proud to promote what you're doing. I believe Christina will fight for us, folks. She ta- she says. By the way, Christina talks like this even when you talk to her off record. Um, <laughs> uh, what she she really is, except for she. You know, the one thing that I I want to throw out there also is uh, your your background in faith. God bless you for that. Um, which she she was quite proud uh, pr- quite proud of when I met her, which really resonated with me. Benjamin, what what do you think? What what do we got to do, uh, lawyers, people? What can we do? What you got? Uh, I, I would echo all that. I mean, I think that's that's all correct. Um, you know, in 2020, the months before 2020, um, the Gateway Pundit was ready to go because I had been. Uh, uh, involved 12 years earlier and I heard a bunch of campaign old timers tell me, you know, the way they win elections in Detroit, they show up with a van at three 30 in the morning. And I j- j- just stuck with me and it just never went away. Huh. And, um, I sure did. Yeah. And, uh, and we were ready. We were ready. And we, we talked to the people, we interviewed them. We, we, we made hundreds of hours of, of video interviews of a lot of the, uh, the witnesses um, we know pretty well how they're going to do it again. There's nothing indicating that they're going to stop. There's nothing indicating that they've... Why would they? Why would they? There's no penalty to doing it. So we need to be ready. We need to have our eyes wide open. We need to be ready to act when we see the, the, the problems come up. And we need to be able to spot these issues you know, as they're happening and s- scream bloody murder when they do. Um, I, I met so many voter fraud witnesses from 2020 who said, well, I, I, I thought it was wrong, but I didn't know what to do. So I just left. And I was like, no, you, you needed to scream until they carted you. I actually met a, a woman who did scream until they carted her out because she said, I'm witnessing fraud. What the hell am I supposed to do here? Um, you know, the, the, the party is under great leadership. Um, but people need to be trained, um, and if they can't find the training, they need to train themselves because our elections are being stolen from us. And it's 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 a five alarm fire. So I'm going to say this for three and a half years. Every time I've done a speech, I've had someone or usually a line of someone's afterwards say to me, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I'm going to tell you a lot of times I say, yeah, you just whatever you can. If you live in Michigan, you have an opportunity right now because for the first time, we've got a state that actually is looking. Did you hear what Christina said? She didn't say, send me all your money. She said, send me your time. She said, volunteer, get involved. That's what we need, folks. We need someone who's going to take 
decisive action. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I want to hear Mitch McConnell and Mitt Romney and all these big national leaders. I want to hear them high five this woman, because here we finally have a Republican Party that has the courage to do what's necessary, that wants to actually fight to win. Fight to win. Wow, what a novel thought. Not to sell out to the WEF or the Uniparty, not to sell out to the Democrats, not to apologize, but to fight to win. Folks, you can do this in every state. They did it in leftist Michigan, although le Michigan's not actually leftist. Michigan's actually very, very much red. Uh, they've just lost their way a little bit because of the fraud. Um, we can do this all over the country, but we've got to retake our party, precinct by precinct, person by person. We've got to boot these rhinos out, and we've got to make the Republican Party like the Republican Party in Michigan is going to be. I'm excited to see what you guys do in the coming months and the coming years. Uh, I look forward to supporting you guys fighting. I've got one Republican Party I can support. Woohoo! <laughs> so uh, congratulations, and I really appreciate you guys' this time and uh, your courage, and uh, just God bless you. And if I can be of assistance in any way, shape, or form in standing for the people, uh, standing for God, family, country, you know I'm in. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you for having me on. Thanks, Tom. Thank you, guys. And thank everybody for listening. Um, I appreciate this. This is our first, uh, first shot doing something like this, but I just felt so compelled to bring these guys in. Uh, and to share what was going on. We have election fraud happening. You've got two witnesses. We've got a party willing to fight. It's time to, time to get dirty, folks. Uh, fight it honestly. Fight it cleanly. Fight it like patriots, but fight it we will. God bless you. See you soon.